into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures.
gambit of the mighty budgie there. Kicking off tonight's show, uh, if I can hear myself here, seem to have gone a bit quiet. Ooh, that's a bit odd, we'll fiddle about with this. Ah, there we go, there we go, you can hear me now. I can hear myself anyway. That was Budgie, as I said, uh, from their Bandelier album, that was a Breaking All the House Rules. And the reason for that track tonight, and if you listen up, you will hear why later on in the show. As we talk to two gentlemen from legendary Nawabam band Soldier later on. And uh, after that, probably towards the tail end of the show, we'll be announcing another big interview. So sit back in that old rocking chair, get those rocking slippers on, and listen to a very Nawabam-influenced show.
from Cathkin to Camuswang, from Rutherglen to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Camuswang Radio, one hundred seven point nine FM. Your voice, your music, your station.
wonderful Canadian metal stalwarts. That was Anvil and Metal on Metal. As I said, top of the show, it's all about the kind of Nawabum era. If you don't know what Nawabum is, it's the new wave of British heavy metal, around about 78 to 79 and into the early 80s. A lot of bands came out of the UK and we will be, we will be speaking to two members of such a band. The band was Soldier, and you will hear a fantastic interview we had with Ian Dick and Richard Frost from the band very shortly in this year's show. That was, as I said, Anvil, Metal and Metal, and before that, we went back to the Nawabamira for a bit of old-school Tyson Dog and Shoot to Kill. Coming up in the rest of the show, it will be sort of predominantly new wave of British heavy metal kind of style bands, but there will be some newer stuff flung in, so to pique your interest and not put you to sleep. And we'll have some old stuff from sort of classic bands that maybe doesn't get heard of, uh, as is the want of the show, such as Montrose uh, and uh, the likes of Demon. But we'll first, before that... Before that, before first, there they are. No teeth are catching tonight. The air conditioning is just kicking in. I'm beginning to be able to breathe again. Uh, thanks to young Derek for his uh, full steam ahead show. I don't know how he sits in here with the temperature like he does. Uh, it's like a greenhouse when I come in. But hey, uh, each to their own. He likes the heat. I like the cold. So now the old mouth is working, the tongue is unstuck. We will have one of the new bands, the new breed of metal. This is All for Metal and Goddess of War. She reigns in the chaos, controlling an army of men. She's walking through fire, protecting the heart.
chamfer into a hole and find hidden gems and buried treasures. Classic Montrose from way back in the day. That was I Got the Fire. Just the Hidden Gems and Many Treasures here in Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. I am John Fell. For the next two hours and then at nine o'clock is DJ GJ and the Symphonic Plated Show with all the Symphonic Plated, plated Metal and Female Fronted Metal that you can handle. As I say, it's a bit of a no-wobbum night, new wave of British heavy metal. We have a wonderful interview coming up with Ian Dick and Richard Frost from the band Soldier, uh, the band that came out of that era, and uh, we talk all things Soldier, and uh, hear some of the tracks from the band from over the years. So if you like your metal, keep listening to Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM. 
Radio. Good times. Activated. Never sure about the new wave of British heavy metal without a track from the mighty Saxon, the Barnsley Bombers. 
Could have played any of their old tracks, Wheels of Steel, etc. But I thought, nah, Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures will play you something different. That was their version of the old Lizzie classic, The Rocker, from their Inspirations album. And a cracking version it was too. And I believe there is a new Saxon album on the horizon as well, if you look at social media these days. As I said, we had a wonderful interview recorded earlier in the week with... Uh, Two men from the band Soldier. Original member Ian Dick and current vocalist Richard Frost. So we'll kick off with a track from the band Soldier, uh, Dogs of War, and then we will go into said interview, along with some more tracks for your pleasure. So sit back now, old rocking chair, and enjoy the music.
we're talking to two gentlemen from a band that hail from the Nawabam era, one of my favourite eras of metal and rock, and it's Ian and Richard from the band Soldier. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, then. Good evening, and thank you very much for joining us on Cam Glenn Radio. It's always a pleasure to speak to people who have been through what I consider one of the best eras of rock ever. I think the amount of music that came out in the Nawabam era, the 77 to 79, uh, absolutely fantastic and into the early 80s. Uh, I know, uh, Ian, you are the sole remaining original member, I believe, of Soldier. I am indeed. Yeah, indeed. And I see you're sporting a budgie t-shirt there. Uh, so, I and, and I believe you supported them way back in the day. Is that right, Ian? We did. We did. Doing the night flight tour, I think it was, yeah. Ah, very right. good. A, a bit of a strange band, a kind of an eclectic band, Budgie. Uh, they had a very cult following, uh, but uh, but inspired a lot of people, including Metallica. So you were on the stage with some good good music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Bandelier, what an album that is. That yeah. is just a monster. The, 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 al- the album covers are a bit weird. Seen Budgies is just a bit, <laughs> a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to start. You started way back in 1979. What inspired you to form the band, Ian? Um, I was in a, um, a rock covers band, and um, I, I just had enough of it, really. I, I enjoyed it, but I just thought I'd rather do my own music. So <laughs> uh, I just got that in and started writing a couple of songs and um, got together some local musicians, and that was it. Just went in the studio and started recording stuff and gigging. It was was um, were you inspired by the kind of metal sound? Because you, you, the band is very of that either the sound. Uh, if you hear that, you know exactly when it's probably come from. Uh, was that just were you inspired by the bands round about you at that point? Um, I was. I, I'm definitely classic rock rock music. Not not really metal. Um, oh, yeah. the, the the band just sort of. I, I didn't start it as a as a a metal band. I started it as a rock band, and it just sort of. I think it started off um, the first couple of songs, sort of like feeling a feet, but then it did, it did get metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 good. it's quite interesting because I spoke to a chap at a demon not that long ago, and he they get lumped in with the new wave of British heavy metal as well. He says, "I never wanted to be metal." He says, "And I don't think I'm metal anyway." But he's, he's um, right. It's, I think it was just a kind of it was like you were lumped in with the sort of the I suppose the the trend of the day. And in a way, it probably helped a lot of bands being lumped in with that kind of thing. I think those bands um, back then, they were, they were starting to sell. So you, you didn't really, unless you were on the circuit with them, you didn't really, I'm more likely to be listening to people like Montrose than Judas Priest. Uh-huh, right, yeah. On the American side of things, really. Uh-huh. And then you had some famous names I've gone through the lineups in the past, in the years. When you had Phil Lewis of the LA Guns fame. And yep. uh, you, Mark McKenzie, Gaskin, going to your releases, you started off in 82 with a cassette, Live Forces. Now, I, I loved that back in the day for bands would just make their own cassettes. And I, I, I actually pine for those days because it's so digitalised now, everything's digital. It's a lot simpler, I suppose, for you guys. But uh, yep. was that was that the thing? It was a cassette, you got your own cassette out and you put it around all the radio stations in various places? Well, it was Cheryl Lee first, wasn't it? Yeah, well, when we, I think Silver Screen Teaser was the first one we put out cassette, and that that got into a few different rock charts and uh, in Holland and different countries. So we were doing that, and then, and then we had Shirley, which was a a vinyl single, Uh and then, um, 
without boring you to tears. But basically, we got a new drummer, um, uh, Steve Taylor, and he, he was writing more, more material that um, I, I thought was getting a bit too poppy, really. So um, I, I did part ways from the band at one point. And um, so that, when they did the Life Forces tape, that's when Nick uh, actually took over. Um, and he, he ended up going to America and playing with Alanis Morissette.
obviously you put the, the things out in cassette first because that was obviously the simplest way back in those days. Uh, and then you had the single, as you said, Shirley, on vinyl, and then it just seemed to disappear. But I did know, I did read that you were about to sign for, was it Music for Nations? Yeah. At one point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that all, that all went pear-shaped. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, prior to that, Heavy Metal Records had offered us a three-album deal. Uh-huh. Um, but at the time we thought we could get a bigger label, which with hindsight was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that really winds me up, or did wind me up when we was gigging, is that you know we'd be we'd we'd quite quite often have bands much higher up the the, uh, the you know the packing order because they they released an album. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the credibility of the band, I think because we never did release a vinyl with a label, um, we, we missed out there. But anyway, hindsight's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Uh, I suppose it is. But to, you, you, as I say, your sound is quintessentially in the album sound, although you say you didn't intend to be a metal band. Uh, right. You also gigged on to, it was about 19, the early 80s, uh, and then yeah. it, it, it stopped, and you had a hiatus up until the, the new century, basically, is that correct? Yeah. 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 What, what made you come back? Hmm. Uh, Steve Barlow ran me up uh, and said, um, are, are you aware that there's this... Um, massive interest in in the wobbum on the internet and um and and also with soldier and i said no um i said not what's the internet, <laughs> what's the internet? <laughs> so um and because of that we, we just thought well if there's this interest we might as well get back together and see if we can do something um which we got back together i got in touch with gary phillips um and ian astrop the drummer uh, we went in and did like an EP, and then we um, we we approached uh, Heavy Metal Records, and they actually ended up releasing an album after all those years since the Warrior. <laughs> no, cause I was just I was, I was having a quick look, and I saw that through your discography, if that's how you say it, you were quite prolific in the early two thousands. You had quite a few things yeah. came out: CDs, yeah. EPs, albums. I could name them all, but we could be here all night. Uh, and yeah. then 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 you had the break again. And didn't come back by the looks of it till 2013. Is that, is that intentional or do you just have other things to do? Uh, well, Gary lived um, up north, so it was quite difficult doing stuff with him. And also his um, his health um, was suffering, really, and he was struggling to sing. And um, because of that, we it, the band just sort of filtered out. Um, ironically enough, at some point in between that period, we we did... Uh, it was about 2007. Yeah, Richard came in and we did a load of rehearsals, but never really got round to doing anything. And what really sparked it was the um, British Steel Festival was contacted and asked if we could do that. Oh. And on the back of that, I contacted Richard again. Um, I'd, I threw some bizarre meeting. My wife wanted some mind mongery, and uh, I was speaking to that. I sat there and he had long hair, and I said to Miles, and I said, Do you like rock music, Miles? By any chance? And he said, Oh, yeah. And I told him who I was, and he was like, Oh, you know, but he had the single and everything. Anyway, he joined, and um, just songwriting, just writing with Richard, um, and very similar musical tastes. Um, yeah, we were just inspired, I think, really, to. To gig again, and and to certainly, I wasn't really, you know, I never thought we'd reach the pinnacle of of songwriting, so we did, we we gave that a go. So and those two albums that came out, I'm very proud. And it was it was weird for me because um, 
ironically when i was a teenager and had all my own hair and everything i actually saw soldier a few times there's it used to be a venue in the town called the old five bells so when i was 15 16 i was down the front head banging and then all those years later ended up standing at the front of the stage um shouting for them so yeah i wonder how you got you got in tour if you had known about them but obviously you did uh, and it is, it is an amazing era of music that, that came out around about then because a cool. lot of the bands are still going i mean they are and and the interest uh, is quite phenomenal mm-hmm. i mean you've got websites dedicated to, to an era of music that you know most people would probably just pass by very quickly uh, you can buy it, as I said, yeah. 2013-14, Dogs of War. Uh, but I saw you released a live album that had been recorded in 19, was it 1983 at the legendary Heathery Bar. And it is, it, English version is Wish All, but up here they call it Wishy. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so how did that come about? Well, that, that was again when Nick Lashley was in the band, um, I don't know what you call that, Mark Three, was it Mark Four? Mark Five. Mark Five. So um, <laughs> they 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 got a tour bus um, and they they just you know they went for it and um, and and they were touring all all round and so that they ended up at that uh, doing that gig. Well, I think like with Mark Forces, they always had would they generally always take a stereo out of the desk, uh-huh. you know, to record gigs yeah. just yeah. to you know see how things are going because that's how Live Forces. Uh, was originally done right. and it was right. steve wasn't it steve found the gig in his considerable cassette tape archive <laughs> we uh, we used to have a, a guy that was a sound engineer through the whole lot right from the beginning and he recorded everything on the desk um everything we did through the years and then when we finally caught up with him he's it split with his missus and in a fit of rage she burnt the lot oh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those stories yeah, and I don't give her a tenner for it I don't want it in such a way <laughs> fantastic fantastic but not fantastic if you know what I mean yeah, a brilliant story hey, compared to back in the the 70s uh, Ian and now what do you find is the difference if you are recording or uh, out on stage going around gigs is it to, do you find the audiences are still relatively the same still the same reaction uh, or is the recording process just a lot easier than it was back then? Um, as far as recording is concerned, um, that's you know we 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 have our own recording studios, so we do our own stuff. It is it's chalk and cheese, you know. You're not up against the clock. In the old days, you were you were on the clock, uh, and you went in and um, you know you had no money and did the best you could, and you came out of what you got was what you got. Whereas we can. Um, I can sit for hours now. It's actually, really a, it's actually a bad thing with him because you never get... It takes you about 20 years to release a record. But... <laughs> no, I mean, it is, it, I, think, I think it's fair to say that, you know, for instance, you can't see it, but we've got Ian's Mac in front of us yeah. and there's probably as much processing power and as many different sounds and stuff as you get in a major... What you used to get in a major recording studio mm-hmm. back in the 70s because just the number of compressors that you can have and the number of reverbs different reverbs you can have now whereas you know you used to go into a studio they might have one compressor you know and they might have a a little uh, plate reverb somewhere and that was it and you had to choose what you put your compressor on and and that you had to make those kind of decisions mm-hmm. whereas now it can get a bit you know option anxiety because there's it's so easy in <laughs> in many ways to do, to do stuff now yeah it is so something 
too much stuff and too much to play with. What they do? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been there, haven't we? <laughs> We're still there, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, is there a lineup? You know, Richard, are you? I mean, you're obviously the front man. Ian's on guitar. Is there a, is there a lineup yeah. that can go on stage at any point? Not at the moment. At the it's moment. um, it it sort of got to one of those things. I'm trying to think what year it would have been around. Uh, what 2017, 2018, where we'd 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 had a good run, and we were pretty busy all the time. You know, both here and in playing festivals and gigs in Europe. Um, but you did start to start to get to that point where it was like you were just seeing the same bands on the bill all the time. At that point, um, and I wouldn't say it becomes a grind, but you know, certainly you know some people really didn't want to didn't want to put the effort in it, it, just just the slog of you know to do one gig you know if you haven't been rehearsing regularly you're going to do three or four rehearsals at least you know mm -hmm. to go and do your yeah. gig and we just got to that point where we thought let's have a you know let's have a rest let's see what's what happens um Basically, what happened? It all kind of stops, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I know the soldier will get revived and, and they'll go out on the road again, but it's just I've, I've, I've more gigging days are over, really. I've, yeah. I've had years of it, so uh, it, I, I like it in the studio now doing the uh, you know, we're... yeah, so he doesn't have to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I must admit, we've well, had I can't some... leave the house anyway because my, my uh, alarm goes off. <laughs> Um, but we have had several discussions where, uh, you know, I am working in the background to try and possibly put something together, whether it will be called Soldier or not, to be honest, because, you know, I am of the opinion that unless you've got original members in the band, mm -hmm. it's a little disingenuous to call it that name. And I know there's always the argument that, you know, to say that I've been in now, you could argue, since 2010 kind of thing. So I'm probably the longest serving singer. But in reality, if you ask anybody about soldier, they'll either say life forces or they'll say Sherry, you know, mm -hmm. and I sang on neither. So it's mm -hmm. just, you know, hopefully something will happen. So there, there will be soldier songs being played live, hopefully. Um, but, uh, you know, it's trying to find the right people and, you know, getting the gigs and stuff. Yeah. There is definitely an album. Oh, yeah, we got and we've Absolutely. got an album pretty well. It's pretty much recorded. Still got some vocals and some guitar stuff to do. There will be a new album, um, yeah. which is another impetus to try and get our act together or you know, get something together to go out and play some of those songs. Uh, you read my mind there, that was my next question. But you're on the ball tonight, <laughs> you're getting there before I could ask it. No, that, that's interesting because I was going to say, you mean, as much as Ian doesn't want to go out in the road anymore, uh, the thought of maybe doing things, you know, records and just still putting the music out there but you've said you've got an album to come out which is fantastic so people will still hear so writing all the time you know yeah, that's, that's... there's ideas being bandied around all the time we've got well we've got another album we're in the process of just finishing mixing and stuff which is not going to come out under soldier but it's coming mm -hmm. out under another name and it's it's quite different really um i don't want to use the the p word and say it's proggy but it's much more towards that than it is no album but it's still oh. got elements of of stuff in oh, there so it's from no album would be the best description yeah. <laughs> a new genre <laughs> um, but yeah you know we've always got lots of stuff uh -huh. on the boil and 
and you know there'll never be a a lack of it whether it comes out in physical format or ends up just being download only which will be a a shame but we are reaching that point where unless you're out gigging that's where you tend to sell the majority of your hard copy physical product you know Mm -hmm. so is is there anything from the band's past members whatever that might surprise anybody that's seen you listen to your music that they didn't realize some dark secret that uh, some ba- past band member or the band themselves as a collective have had? <laughs> a dangerous question. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did find out quite an unusual bit of information about a year ago, but I can't repeat that. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, I, 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 I don't know, really. I think that... Uh, drinking and fighting, wasn't it, for you? <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was an angry young man. <laughs> I did. Uh, I know we did um, Green. We did a big Greenpeace gig, <laughs> and there was uh, they had the drums up on a big uh, drum riser, and it was a huge stage. And um, I, I said to them, I, I can't hear anything. I think we got through the number, first number, and. Um, I will put in at this point, actually, that I was born in Scotland, so I am Scottish, so it might explain a bit of my behaviour. But anyway, <laughs> after the second one, I just lobbed my guitar into the audience and stormed off. And uh, I, I remember that. I can't remember who was the, who was the leader of Greenpeace. Anyway, he came up to Vaxstones and said, I'll never do a gig for them again. Well, I thought, well, that's, that ain't going to bother me. <laughs> I couldn't hear a bloody thing anyway. <laughs> brilliant brilliant thank you Ian for that one that's that's good I've, I've decided to start asking bands these questions because you can go through the same question over and over again
where can people get hold of soldier stuff if they want it at this point in time? Well, if they want um, if they want physical copy, um, they've got a website, soldiernovarven.com. Yeah, com. And, we're, you know, for the, for the streamers, we're on all the major platforms. It's good to know. Yeah. I, I did I did have a quick look at your, your website, and you've got some merch. You've got key rings and stuff like that. So you're still producing that yeah. kind of stuff as well, which goes a long yeah, way because yeah. a lot of bands say that's what they have to sell now to actually make even. It's a shame for the record industry. Uh, I, I still believe in vinyl. And I just think it's uh, what the record industry did and just stopped vinyl for no apparent reason other than monetary gain, I think killed the music industry to a certain extent. I mean, that's which is well, we were fortunate with Dogs of War because um, High Roller Records took that up, they released that on vinyl, and um, Defiant, uh, we got that released as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've still got some Defiant vinyl actually, yeah, only a very small number. Dogs, dogs have all gone. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's still some some vinyl. But yeah, it's it's not it's not proper music. It's CDs. What's that all about? Ah, exactly. That's I have to have to give you in old school. That's the way you go. Yeah. Uh, it's been fantastic talking to you, gentlemen. You, you're you're still full of life, in So uh, I'd hope that maybe you might reconsider your. your well, man, be all right from the stage. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I can't say anything about my age. So. <laughs>
Thank you to Ian and Richard from the band Soldier for a fantastic interview that we had uh, earlier this week and I uh, hope you agree the music was fine as well. Soldier tracks were played with the interview where Dogs of War kicked it off. We then had the original version of Shirley, their original 7-inch vinyl single they brought out way back in the day. Then it was Storm Rider from the Storm Rider EP and the final track was a live version of their track Paradox. Absolutely fantastic and all power to these bands from the Nawabum era who are still going strong and still want to make some brand new music.
from Sigurd to Bankhead from Flemington to Fernhill and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. been revived that was a wonderful glasgow from back in the day with the single will you be mine and of course they were the classic grand along with heavy petting and lion rampant at the weekend and if you missed them you can get another chance to see them and i know there are a few tickets left for the excellent winter storm festival down at trun and glasgow are on the bill 
Well, before that, we had a wee bit of demon. Have we been here before? Oh, yes, we have. You're listening to Cam Glenn Radio, 107.9 FM. I am John Fell. This is indeed in Gems and Buried Treasures, 7 to 9 on a Tuesday. Rock Tuesdays kicked off with Young Derek, myself, and then DJ GJ. And I forgot to add, way back, before we listened to the excellent interview with the gentleman from Soldier, we played a track from way back 1984 from the Change of Heart album, Jekyll and Hyde by the wonderful Saracen. So a wee bit of a Nawabum night because we had our interview with the Ian and Richard from the band Soldier that came out of that era. And if you don't know what Nawabum is, if you're under the age of uh, probably 55, uh, it, it stands for the new wave of British heavy metal. But as I said, not every track will come from that era. There are some bands who are carrying on era, uh, that have come from back in the late 70s, early 80s. There's some new bands who just like that sound. treasures.
we mentioned uh, the festival down in Troon, Winterstorm, where Glasgow will be playing. Uh, that was the band, Winterstorm, and a track called To the End of All Known. And before that, with a track from a band who I've never played in the show, I just realised that. Uh, they are Systeria, and their track was New World Order. And maybe someday I'll recall the tale of when I met Systeria's drummer, along with Stevie Craven, once drummer of the Swampborn Assassin's Parish on a windy hill in darkest Lanarkshire. But that's for another time. Tonight, it's an Awabam Fest. Bands from that era and some that are not. As we had a wonderful interview that you have missed. Where have you been? Uh, with uh, Ian Dick and Richard Frost from the Nawabam Band, Soldier. But if you've missed it, you can go to allthews.camglenradio.org and uh, you can click Listen Live, and you can also click the Listen Again, where most of the shows are put up literally seconds after they've been on air, and you can listen at your leisure. Well, talking about uh, Winterstorm, this band have also appeared there. They are one of my favourites. We have spoken to the main man, Tony, on many of occasion on this show. This is the wonderful Magnum.
Berlin Radio. Good times. Activated. So we bit of modern day Tigers of Pantang, one of those bands that survived in the Mobham era and are still going strong, led by Tiger Rob. Lovely gentleman, if you ever get the chance to meet him. He is a true troubadour and exponent and supporter of that era of the music. Fire on the Horizon from their latest album. And they will also be down at the four-day winter storm extravaganza in Trun this year in November. 
You're also Cam Glenn Radio, 107.9 FM. I am John Fell. This is indeed Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures, show that likes to bring you bands and acts and tracks didn't quite reach the top of the charts you've just never heard of before or been lost in the mists of rock and roll time. <laughs>
found hidden gems and buried treasures.
yeah, we have a blues boogie there from the unmistakable voice of Mr. Danny Vaughan, but not with Taiketo, with Flesh and Blood, along with Al Petrelli, Chuck Bonifante, Mark Mangold, and Mitch DiStefano. Flesh and Blood, I played the album Blues for Days, I played a track from it last week, I told you, first five tracks, I couldn't decide which one to play. I played one last week, I thought, ah, I'm going to play it again. One of the non-Nawabam tracks in tonight's show. We have had a Nawabam theme because we were interviewing two gentlemen from a band that came out of that era, the band being Soldier. And if you didn't hear it, where were you? Anyway, just over ten minutes to go for DJ GJ Swords the Airwaves with some phonic plated show, uh, with all the symphonic plated metal and female fronted metal that you could handle. So we will just... Crack on. I'm waiting in my cold cell when the bell begins to shine, reflecting. On my past life And it doesn't have much time Cause at five o'clock They take me to the gallows pole The sands of time for me are running
there we must leave Ronnie Romero and his excellent version of Iron Maiden's Hallowed Be Thy Name. As I said, I'm going to bring news of something big. Either next week or in the next following, following few weeks, we will have an interview with one of the icons of UK rock. A legend, in fact, and one who will be playing the Hydro in Glasgow next year. For a wee clue, I'll give you the word Gypsy. Must leave Ronnie now and finish up with our final track before DJ GJ soars the airwaves. Thanks to everybody who helps me get the show on the road, gets it on air, and to those who do listen, as always, I am eternally grateful. Finish up with an app track now from a band called Iron Saviour. This is in the realm of heavy metal, just where we've been tonight. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> 